welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And here we are at, uh, well, I was about to say the episode number. We just talked about this. <laughs> no, I don't know the episode number off the top of my head. Um, poor planning on my part there. Uh, but this is our scooby dooby doo episode on the classic 2001 film of 2002, my friend. 2002. How dare you Scooby Doo? It went into production in 2001. That's what I just read a minute ago in my head. So, So we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Scooby Doo. Um, I believe we've actually spoke about this in a previous episode um, because I believe that uh, we spoke about when you were living here, maybe. In 2018, yeah. 2019, uh, yeah, and right. I was watching Scooby Doo for some reason, lying on the sofa, laughing to myself hilariously when Scooby Doo was dressed as uh, Grandma <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> on the plane, um, or your yeah. all-time favorite joke. One of my all-time favorite jokes. And then, obviously, when we decided on what episodes we were going to do, we know we saw it was the 20th anniversary of um, Scooby Doo. Uh, and we just wanted to generally, yeah, generally, and I just want to talk about it because this is one of those is one of those ones which it's a film that is critically poorly reviewed. Like, yeah, it's it, it's very low on poorly reviewed. I'm not going to say I don't understand it. I just I I know why certain critics of a certain age would have no interest in this. However, one main factor here is that this is both of our generation. This is our generation. Like we were right prime kids for this kind of film at the time yeah. it was released. Well, it came out the day before my tenth birthday, so yeah. it's very likely I went to see this for my tenth birthday. <laughs> and as you say, this is very much a, a film for our generation. This is our generation, Citizen Kane, <laughs> <laughs> or Citizen Great Day. <laughs> I may say so. Yes. Thank you for listening to Cast Me to Hell. <laughs> We're done. We're done. <laughs> um, yes, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's that part of it that is like critically revived, but it's also exactly our generation. Um, but then again, over the last 20 years since it came out, it's got a proper cult following. Yeah. I mean, especially with the boom of the internet and things like memes and stuff. I mean, this film is just so, you know, yeah. so quotable as well in so many ways. And it also has, I mean, although like I like a lot of the performances in this film, I mean, Matthew Lillard is just like we've come back to this a million times it's the film that proved to everyone that Matthew Lillard wasn't just a one trick kind of pony he could do an amazing performance that literally like even the critics at the time said the film shit but Matthew Lillard is, is uncannily shaggy yeah. like he is shaggy brought to life <laughs> and that's and that's it it's such a it's such a perfectly cast film for the time yeah um you know we had uh Freddie Prince Jr who is kind of I mean, I imagine if they if they made this today, it would probably be Channing Tatum as Fred, uh, and <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. almost I was, was Zac Efron. Zac Efron, maybe? No, he's too he's too wimpy. Well, you know, played... too wimpy. He's too wimpy. You know, he's like he he's a bit of a nerd. You know, he's a bit skinny. You know what I mean? I think of Jay. Whenever I think of him, I think of JD. I think of like an awkward kind of guy. I don't think of like the chat, which is basically early nineties. Late nineties, Freddie Prince Jr. Not only did you have him in, um, you know, I know what you did last summer, but you had him in a, in a lot of those like, yeah, she's all that, she's all that you know, rom coms. Yeah, so, and he was always he was the epitome of a chad. So he was. He's, 
he was absolutely he was the the Chad jockey character. Like yes, but I'd, I'd still say I think that the Efron, well, Efron actually played him in uh, Scoop. He played uh, he played him in the animated version. There's a, yeah, there's a difference between voicing and <laughs> having the physical characteristics. I feel like Chad turns too tall. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, but they say that Hugh Jackman was too short to play Wolverine, you know. But this just this is just fantasy casting. Um, I think actually it's the opposite. Hugh Jackman was too tall to play Wolverine. Well, therefore, he was too short. Oh, yeah, yeah he's no, too Wolverine, tall. Wolverine's like really short in the comic. Oh yeah, he is. Hugh Jackman's like six foot. Okay. But either way, you have right. uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who who obviously at the time. His star was brightest. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I feel like we should come back to this casting. All right, we'll come back. in modern day. No, no, like... I'm not saying who I'm casting in modern day. Yeah, I'm saying I, who's I, I'm intrigued by that now. Okay, <laughs> we'll come back to it. Keep thinking on it. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Who to cast in modern day. Whereas who to cast then, as you said, was the perfect 90s, early 2000s cast yeah. for this film. Um, you had The Prince. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller, who obviously was off coming off the back of Buffy, which was massive. Yeah, huge. Um, um, she, I wouldn't say that you know she was exact. She wasn't like a pinup, was she? But she was like. A, I don't. I think she was. I think probably there's probably a lot of uh, a lot of uh, oh yeah, she, male yeah. listeners out there who Buffy the Vampire Slayer was their first and female listeners, yeah. Uh, who were uh, the, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer was their first like oh shit oh no <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I got a funny feeling down yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Matthew Lillard who yeah. we've mentioned but he I mean obviously he 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 did Scream yeah he did um, I think had he done first he was in She's All That as well but She's <laughs> All That I always forget he's in She's All That there was that Hackers was he in was it Hackers Hackers there's a scene where he there's a film where he's like a you know, like a geek kind of like hacking guy, um, a yeah, bit of an odd hackers. Um, it might be hackers, and then you had um, Linda Cardinelli as, as Velma. Yeah, um, see, Velma was the one that I thought was the hardest to me. <laughs> I always thought Velma was the hardest. Oh yeah, she was hot, but so was I mean, so, so, was, so I'm was not saying Daphne wasn't. They both they both were super hot. I mean, Linda Cardellini like was known for some kind of like smaller projects and stuff like that. Yeah. Hadn't quite like came out yet, kind of thing in that yeah. big way. Um, not that she ever, I'm not saying she ever hugely did, <laughs> she, she did a lot of TV stuff and she has been in a fair amount of films, but yeah, um, she's uh, she again, she's spot on as well. Yeah. <laughs> there's also, I don't know if you noticed this, um, but there is there's quite a few people who who do just like kind of pop up throughout it, um, and one of the people who pops up in this is um, Andrew Buryarski, who went on to play Leatherface in the 2003 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. He's, the, he's one of the henchmen in this. Is he? Yeah, I'll tell you which one he is when we get to that plot point. <laughs> but I, I was looking through the cast when I was watching this, um, which kind of, you know, does, uh, does lead us up to, you know, um, why we did this. Because it's not only is it kind of like the 20th anniversary, um, but I watched this with, with Anna um, and I said we were doing it and she was like, is it really horror? And I was kind of thinking, well, I mean, if you look at the, you know, the, the, the cartoon particularly, it, it, it's kind of a parody of horror in a way, you know, it's, yeah. kid, it's, kid, it's kids horror and it's kid friendly, but you have, you know, you have all of these spooky characters, but not only do the spooky characters, they're obviously not real, but they follow 
the way in which they act follows a lot of horror tropes, you know, the way yeah. in which they kind of set up their plans to scare people. I think if you can call it spooky, then you can yeah, call, you call it horror. It's, it's for, and I, I'd say in a lot of ways, Scooby-Doo is like, is Scooby-Doo is most children's first kind of access into horror. Yeah. It's kind of is the first time they get to do that. It's not just access into horror, it's almost access into plot points that are, are, are in classic literature. Like, you know, you've got your Aya for Christie basically right here in Scooby-Doo. You've got that classic, <laughs> yeah. like, whodunit, murder mystery kind of thing. It's not, it's not that anyone's getting murdered. <laughs> no. There's no, like, butchered by the Noxide or, yeah. you know, and there's no Velma saying that that's the, uh, that's the testicle of one old wise man. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's been shredded off by some creature in the night. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is kind of like, it's your first access to like, oh, if you really like this kind of... And it, it does have, even the cartoon used to have some spooky points in it, some monsters that children would get scared of. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, I was... And we've done child-friendly horror before. Yeah. Um, you know, we did we did a whole uh, Halloween episode on it, telling people like, what kind of so, horror yeah, is out there friendlies. and, you know, family friendlies. Um, I don't even know if we actually mentioned this film in that list. I don't think we did. I think but we I might would. have gone more straightforward Halloween-y kind of ones. Yeah, I think we did. Um, uh, Halloween-y. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think the, the film itself is kind of made on a relatively big budget for the time. You know, 84 million went on to make around 275. Yeah. Um, and July, June or 2002 had some absolute bangers that this went up against. So... The first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was released yeah. in 2002. I believe... Apparently, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it, was big, it was a big summer. <laughs> two, uh, two Towers was out. Yeah. So it had a one of the Matrix it. wasn't one of the Matrix sequels as well. Yeah, but I, feel, like, I feel like it would have. Been. It was. I feel yeah. Two thousand two was a big like two thousand two. Uh, I remember following because it was the first. I remember Scooby Doo, but it was the first. Um, Time I went to Florida in America with my nice. dad and that. So I we I got to see I saw Spider Man and like Attack the Clones over there. Yeah. And this was back when um, there used to be like a delay between getting films. Yeah. So it was still happening around 2002. So I got to see Spider Man like quite a bit before other people like saw. Apart from people I knew when I got back, somehow already had pirated videos. Yeah. Copies probably you. And smuggling it smuggling them all back. I'd, I'd filmed them all on my camera, yeah. <laughs> brought them back over. And yeah, I got to see Attack of the Clones. I literally came back from that holiday with basically a suitcase full of Spider-Man and Star Wars toys that I'd collected for like, I'd gone into like a Toys R Us and gone like, and this is also when in America, when, when you went there, basically you were like doubling your money. Like when you exchanged it, dollar was worth twice what the pound was. So you were like, holy shit, I've got like double my money. So you go over there and like my dad bought like three iPods for the price of like one basically over here. Like it was silly. It was silly how like, cheap things were it's not like that now it's like basically it's it, the same or more yeah. now but uh yeah it was it was a mad, mad time i also think it's 2002 i'm trying to remember if it's this one like passion of the christ was that 2002 or 2004 i mean that's that would be an interesting film the passion of the new where <laughs> you it's exactly the same you said this animated version of uh, Scooby-Doo <laughs> replaces Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mel Gibson directs <laughs> okay, Passion of the Dick. Yeah. But yeah, I, it was only because in my head I remembered going to um, going with my mum and my grandma to the cinema and I thought it was the first one but it's not. It's the second one. Wow, it was okay. the sequel. I went to see Scooby-Doo once and at least they, they, they basically went, you go and see that, we're going to see Passion of the Christ. <laughs> so my grandma, I think, 
my grandma my grandmother wasn't really keen on like Scooby. I think she might have even been a bit turned off by the idea that Scooby Doo might actually be a bit spooky and she doesn't like horror films. <laughs> so instead she goes to see the passion of the Christ <laughs> where she watches a man get flailed for two hours, you know, while Mel Gibson rubs his nipples. Yeah, whilst you're having an amazing time. <laughs> I'm having an amazing time. They also didn't think about this. That I remember being like well, I, I think uh, it came out like what two years after, so I guess I was like twelve. Yeah. Um, so I guess I was old enough, but at the same time, like they'd put me in a screening. I still, I feel like I was younger, but I guess I wasn't. But still, I remember being sat in there and and think and thinking afterwards, they did not think about the running times for these films. <laughs> Scooby Doo's like ninety minutes, Fast of the Cries like two and a half hours. Yeah. I like came out of the cinema like, where? <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> I just sat there like I literally, I think I was sat in the cinema like outside like for an hour and a half like <laughs> my film finished like an hour ago I'm, like it's just weird times I was as weird my brain is linked from Scooby-Doo and Passion of the Christ into one uh, uh, into one mega film I remember the, the one time I went to the cinema with my nan um we were we were in devon where where they lived um and the one film we went to see in this tiny little cinema was the you know the uh the incredible hulk or hulk whatever one of us the the one with bruce uh, eric banner oh yeah um, the, the, <laughs> i remember big green boy yeah i i remember like not really like following it yeah because yeah. it was it just wasn't fun. It was really artsy. It was really yeah, it was artsy. Really, yeah. And my nan, I don't even know if she knew what the Incredible Hulk was. <laughs> so she was really confused. And I think it was just us two watching it. And I never liked superheroes, really. So I was, sat there like, what is I was like, what's happening? And then she had no idea. And I remember we both left and she was really confused. <laughs> so it's a, it's a very odd film. Yeah. It's a very odd. It's like weird comic booky. It's Ang Lee doing like odd like comic book style and then you've got like giant muscle bound poodles and, yeah. <laughs> and dogs that's like okay what's going on here and it ends in this big like climactic battle that's also like father and son and like deep emotion kind of thing. Yeah. like the fuck is going on all i remember is seeing like eric banner uh, bruce banner or same person in this film yeah. um being in some almost like some like bomb shelter or like bomb test site houses and oh, his yeah. dad leaving him and being like oh, yeah. this, and being like however old and being like this isn't fun <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, really upsetting. yeah there's like several scenes of like basically that his father was like a, a an asshole and like tested on him and like child abuse and yeah it's all in there and the themes it's just like the fuck is yeah. this um, he's not even just Hulk from his own accident, <laughs> like made by his dad who just tested drugs on him all the yeah, time. It's fucking weird. <laughs> but back to back uh, to uh, Scooby Doo. Uh, back to the possibly the alternate of Hulk, which is <laughs> possibly one of the more unpleasant and less fun films ever, to one of the most fun films ever made, yes. which is Scooby Doo. Um, one of the way in which the film opens, um, because I. I don't know why this, I think because it's such an established franchise, like everybody knows Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows who, who the main players are. I think you when if you watch it, you kind of expect it to be like an origin story. You know, you kind yeah. of expect it to be like how they met, but it's it's kind of refreshing because I don't I always forget lots of this film when I don't watch it for mm. some reason. And the two things that hit me are it's shorter than I remember. It's quite a short, concise film. It comes in yeah, at like 86 minutes. 86 minutes. Though, yeah, sure. yeah, 
Um, and then it starts with a caper, you know? Yeah, it starts midway through. So it's, it's it, in fact, it's the first, the animated show's first ever monster was the ghost of the... the lunar ghost. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, so he was the first ever one, so that's why they reference him. And it's awesome because he looks amazing in live action. He's spot on with the animated version, yeah. but they brought it to life so perfectly. It looks so, like, amazing, but what you said about the whole, like, the way that it doesn't, it's not just, it's not like an origin story. In fact, it's the end of their yeah. story at that kind of point, um, which is actually quite a good way. To be fair, James Gunn is pretty good at kind of twisting the way that you kind of see things. And he does it here with this kind of, you know, actually we think of, we think of the cartoon and we think of people that are inseparable all the time and things like that. And they never have those kind of squabbles in that kind of way. Yeah. Yes, they fall out with each other in little episodes and stuff like that, but they don't like, you can't break up Mr. Inc, but here we are in the first five minutes and he breaks up Mr. Inc and yeah. they're done. And they have these actual, that you realise that they're not just like the stereotypes. And that's the way he plays it throughout the film. Like Daphne is not the same Daphne that she is in the cartoon. She's not always the helpless victim. No. She does the opposite of that. And you've got, you know, Velma who always comes up the plan, but Fred's always the one. In, and it's in the cartoons too, that he pretty much always steps forward and be like, look at me, I'm the guy that did all of this. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and they play that up so well. But yeah, I, I love that opening sequence with the ghost. Um, weirdly, I, I, part of me always slightly did kind of wish that actually we'd got that actual as like one of the major plots. Yeah. You know, um, because I would have loved to have actually seen like that. Um, a little bit more of the one thing I think with this Scooby Doo like film that I at first, I remember when I first saw it, I didn't love it in some ways. I loved parts of it, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't like the whole supernatural part of it. Yeah. I never I, it took a while for me to get on board to realize that actually there are some quite clever ways that the way that they've twisted it in that way but I remember when I first watched it being like oh I want the whole classic take the monster yeah. like it's they're real and someone's behind it you know kind of thing um, and we'll get to the the ending plot twist later but yeah. that's another one that always didn't quite stick with no me. it's the same here but I think the what this one thing that I think is not only have we got the perfectly cast humans, but it's the it's the way in which Scooby is himself. Like, yeah, he's fucking class in this film. Because I like <laughs> the way you know in the in um you know in the in the series in the animated shows he is you know he he's a he's like a cowardly dog, but in this he's a bit more like I love kind of how like stupid he is and like <laughs> how impressionable he is and how like just funny it's like when you know. Um, when the plan doesn't go right and he's like hiding in that barrel at the start, you know, <laughs> I love just how cowardly he is and the way in which they've animated him to yeah. make him almost look kind of like a real dog. It, it's weird, isn't it? Because the, Scooby-Doo almost started the trend of live action animation films where you have a, a you know, a classic cartoon character brought to life through like CGI. Yeah. And yet he's the one that still looks pretty, you know, he looks great. Like, yeah. he doesn't look... Yes, I know he doesn't look, like, picture-perfect, real, real dog, but he looks, like, 20 years later, and he still looks... They still nailed the CGI. Yeah, and the rest of the CGI does look a bit spotty. Yeah, the, about some of the monsters old. that pop up are, yeah. like, a little bit like, okay, you don't look amazing. But, but Scooby-Doo constantly looks great. And in comparison to some other ones, like, say, Garfield yeah. or, like, Chipmunks or stuff like that, he looks so Your much favorite. more real than those yeah. ones. <laughs> You're <laughs> waiting for live-action <laughs> minions. Live-action live action minions. <laughs> That's your favourite yeah. thing ever. 
Um, but the yeah, he, he looks so like he does the and, and the way that they've blended him in with the characters is just seamless kind of thing. Yeah. Like you would think, like the you know, when he flicks Fred on the nose and things like that, it, yeah. it just look it just works so like well. And there's just this, I don't know, there's something about this film which is almost like perfectly encapsulates like 2002 you know yeah, like does. it perfectly encapsulates summer 2002 like if i had to if there was somebody came from the future was like i need to know what 2002 summer was like i'd like look mate i was scooby-doo you're watching it because the way in which everybody's like dressed the music the soundtrack like yeah, was it sugar ray sugar, sugar ray. ray you know yeah he has a cameo in He's it and everything and there he is like you know that's on the music and they just yeah the band that are playing later on you know like the ble- <laughs> the bleach blonde tits and stuff like that it was like the epitome of cool you know what i mean yeah um yeah I mean, the, the, there are so many so right from that opening you've got you've got a cameo from pamela anderson yeah. which is <laughs> such a 2000 late 90s 2000 move um you know but no, it is just that, like, I, I do love that opening scene when they all break up where it's kind of Shaggy and Scooby are forever, like, cemented the boys, together. They're yeah. there, and they're just kind of watching it all fall apart. And it adds a kind of weirdly, like, emotional element right from the beginning of this, yeah. like, look how easily they broke up just from their, like, arguments and stuff like that. Um, so I, I like that, that that opening part. I, I, I like the character design. I like the set design. Like, well, it looks like the classic yeah. battery movie, like you said, with the all of the like they're hiding inside the crates and stuff like that as it's moving around and like like it just looks classic scooby-doo well and even the what they're wearing is the you know the the outfits from the animation it's when they get get to spooky island yeah um that they're in like new outfits slightly more modern slightly more modern yeah, yeah. You know? Fred's kind of modernized himself a bit more that yeah because the ascot's an old school ascot, yeah <laughs> outfit isn't it you know not many people could pull off an outfit it, 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 it's weird because like we were talking about the cast before and it's odd because it's like um you know matthew lillard's good in quite a few roles but he's great in this role. yeah like, he is he's not i wouldn't say i would in any other film i wouldn't say that he's nef- necessarily a standout or things like that he's very good in say scream as Stu. yeah like he works very well as Stu, and he's had some very good roles that i've actually seen him in in other films but i wouldn't say he's like a standout but he is a different level as as um uh, shaggy but there's even ones where i'd say like freddie prince jr i can't say that i think freddie prince jr is a great actor no. he's quite a wooden actor to be honest like he played in those things he played the jockey's role but i always did find him quite wooden like there, yeah. wa- there wasn't a lot he couldn't really convey a huge amount of emotion thing nothing wrong with him seems like a lovely guy you know him and sarah michelle garrett have been married for like well 20 years and they're still married yeah no, still married they got kids that's why they they both took like a step back because they want to focus on kids and Fair beans, respect. so they've had the family life instead he even was uh he was like a writer for wwe for like oh yeah five know, years or so, was he? um but yeah but weirdly that kind of weird charm slash like he did have charm but he was a bit wooden and it weirdly is perfect for Fred. yeah <laughs> like it's weird like it just works so well and ceremony michelle geller the whiny part of it she plays really well but again they've twisted her so that later in the film she gets to be a little bit more buffy so they yeah. play into their strength with that with michelle geller um and linda cardellini is actually if you've seen her in other roles before that she's actually completely different in this role she's actually acting the hell out of it yeah because in other roles she's very much more she's more she is more kind of maybe like model kind of acting in certain other roles before this yeah you know? 
One, she was in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, she was in Freaks and Geeks. Where she wasn't that. But in some other roles, she'd been cast as more like, oh, you're kind of like, like oh, you're the, the, the sexy, like, loner girl or something like yeah. that kind of thing. Um, whereas here, she's the nerdy, like, finger, and her voice and everything is just so perfect. Um, and just looking at the other cast, like, Isla Fisher, yeah. I mean, Mary Jane. I always forget Isla Fisher's Mary Jane. I love that. Um, and <laughs> um, then Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. And this is... I you know this is the thing about Rowan Atkinson like he's 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 like okay I think his best roles are obviously Mr Bean and Black Adder um yeah. and I think you kind of associate those with him so when he does it's hard know, not to it's see hard them, not the to characters see in there and when he's playing a bit more of a straighter character it's it's hard to not be like why aren't you being really over the top? You yeah, know, yeah. like you're good at that. Why you, you see a few that? like Mr. Bean mannerisms that you can't help but see in this, but yeah, he's not definitely not a black addict because he's not evil enough for that no. character. Um, I mean, he Ron Atkins is a great actor. The fact that anyone who can make you laugh without barely doing anything is it takes a hell of a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. most people could pull off what Mr. Bean could do, kind of thing, and. Uh, Black Adder's completely opposite to Mr. Yeah, it's kind you of I mean? Like you can do completely different. I'm roles. like Black Adder, you're like. Um, but here, you're, you're right. Like he, he does kind of play this straight kind of. He's trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> you just got that, didn't you? Yeah, he's only like slightly caught on to uh, like the whole. In this film, he is kind of like the. I mean, he's not in it. He's not in it too much. He is only in a few scenes where he's yeah. across the film. But he's just kind of meant to be the straight man with a few like funny like i'm weird kind of thing like that kind yeah. of role um i did hear i did hear that um originally tim curry was the first choice before okay. Atkinson. so to be like the creepy kind of thing to be a bit more of the sinister yeah but then i think they decided to twist it to make it like he's a guy who thinks he's sinister but he's really not at all yeah so well, like, they wouldn't really like think whereas tim curry you're suspecting tim curry straight away you're like you're definitely yeah <laughs> well like um you know speaking about who was originally kind of into it um they you know the idea for the live action scooby-doo was kind of conceived around like 1994 um and then obviously you had scooby-doo where are you i always remember i always forget sorry what kind of scooby-doo is what you know because you had scooby-doo where are you what's new scooby-doo you had all of these different ones yeah um and that's when the idea kind of first came. But then as, you know, um, digital kind of animation got better, they kind of put it through. So some of the people who were originally kind of um, going to be in it, it's really interesting because, like, you know, um, Mike Myers is, was attached to be co-writing it um, and was kind of on board to be Shaggy, which is kind of... Yeah. I can't imagine Mike Myers... As him, like we were saying when we were researching, yeah, he just he just doesn't look the part to me. No. He doesn't look like a, he doesn't look like Shaggy. Shaggy needs to be tall and lanky and skinny. Like it just it's like yeah. that is the way he is. He needs to look more like a like a kind of stoner guy. And Mike Myers, although he can play that, like I'm thinking of Wayne's World when I think of it, and I'm just thinking that looks nothing like. Well, Shaggy when was Wayne's World? It was like ninety. It was like ninety four. Yeah. Well, I think the first. One, I think this, that might have been second. I think the first one might have been like even earlier. I think it might yeah. be like ninety one, ninety two. The first. Well, one. Either but, way, I, but still, like, so he's like very. He's still in that kind of. Realm. I just can't picture him at all. No, as all it, like, I don't see him at all. Like there are some characters that Mike Myers I could probably picture as because he's like short and thin. Like he'd make a great like if you give him blonde hair, he'd make a great Barney Rubble. <laughs> yes, he probably <laughs> would. Like he looks like that character. He does. To me. 
But he's um, not a shaggy. Like Rick Morass yeah. was in the other one. Like he looks a bit like that, but he's not a shaggy. Now the like the other one, um, who actually was on it before Mike Myers. So Mike Myers like took over and took over like helping with the writing and stuff like that. He said Jim Carrey was the first one attached Shag- to play Shaggy. Obviously, this is before it was James Gunn's version, or before, it, like, before the uh, director was really like properly in place to direct. I but, can't imagine. I love Jim Carrey; he's one of my favorite. You know. I mean, I can imagine him more body type and stuff. Body type is more though. close is closer. I could imagine him pulling it off, but you also kind of know what Jim Carrey would have done with this. Yeah, role. you know, he wouldn't have been full of it. He would have been. That's Jim Carrey. That's not you know, like he, you know, not like uh, Matthew Lillard's literally embedded the soul of what is it Casey Kasem, the original. Yeah. Like he's like this, is like he's like taking his soul. Like, I am. Well, he like, he became Shaggy after he did. Voice. Yeah, in the, like yeah, after Casey Kasem yeah. died, he took over the role. But that's it. Like um, Matthew Lillard seems to hit it so good that yeah, he because he's doing a character, but it weird because it doesn't feel like he's doing an impression. No. That's that's the thing that's nice. He actually seemed like a fully rounded character. Yeah. And it would have been so easy to just do a squeaky voiced shaggy impression or or gone over the top with the high kind of stuff. You know yeah. what? I'm high and I'm that guy and I'm that character. Yeah. They could have taken that to it, which is what actually Mike Myers in my head would have done. Same. Mike Myers would have gone full on Wayne's World with it and gone Proper to Stoner. Stoner yeah. And therefore he wouldn't have been an empathetic character. Whereas this one, right from the beginning of the film, gives you that emotional emphasis and you can see that he's not just the goofy character he also can be like because well, he's trying to bring them back together he's like come bro- on guys listen and when he's they actually break the up, voice of reason yeah. in this film. when they break up he does tell Scooby friends don't quit yeah you know, exactly let's remember that that's he the emotion we are obviously the heart of this film yeah but i don't say that shaggy is the one that is kind of like scooby is like part of that but shaggy almost is the glue that keeps trying to get them together yeah. to do stuff together i got confused at one point because he mentions about yeah he's saying about what they are all what they each bring to mystery Inc. when they're yeah. trying to break up and he mentions that somebody's like pastrami ice cream and then yeah. in the next scene, when he's on his own, he's eating like an, a veggie burger. And you've got me thinking, is, has Shaggy always been vegetarian? I don't think so, no, because you see him eating burgers and stuff like that. Yeah. You see him eating like hot dogs and burgers and sandwiches. and Big old sandwiches with bologna. Yeah, because they make it, they, they, all, they actually yeah, imply several times that everything is like veggie, vegan kind of foods, don't they? Yeah, like, they do. I'm sure they've used the word vegan. I swear at that point in time, I didn't even know that was yeah, a real yeah. word. <laughs> I didn't know that existed until like about, about five years ago. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the, um, yeah, so yeah, I think they imply, because they imply in one of the scenes when he's having a burger that it's That's, in the back. He says it's vegetarian. But then in it's an it looks like he's eating like a giant, like, sandwich full of like salami and ham and stuff yeah so I'm, uh, yeah there's a bit of a mixed mess there because i'm i'm sure we see him eating meat at some point right but, but, but unless they're just saying everything is alternative yeah. meats and stuff in the time when you can barely get anything yeah. alternative. <laughs> um other cast members so for the ladies so i've got um to play daphne and we, gentlemen maybe as well <laughs> what and, to play daphne oh no i feel like <laughs> The sex appeal. Oh no, I was, no! I meant I was calling other you cast up. members who were cho- we were originally. Okay. So they had certain actresses who they were looking at to play Daphne, and they were looking. So before Summer So Geller came, uh, they looked at Jennifer Anderson. Okay. Which I can see. I can kind of see it. And I think she's got the kind of Daphne look from the animated Jennifer Love Hewitt. 
again, kind of, yeah. Um, I don't think either work as well as thing. And Isla Fisher herself, who okay. is actually a redhead, and <laughs> is actually a redhead, yeah, things like that, who I actually could totally have seen, but yeah, she was big, quite that big. At the she time, wasn't that she? big, no. So I think that would have been so obviously she ended up as Mary Jane, but yeah, yeah. I could have, I could have probably out of the three, I can see her the most as Daphne, yeah, working if it wasn't for Sarah Michelle. Um, and then, um, for Velma, they had uh, Alyssa Milano. I don't know if you know who that is. Listen she was like from Charmed and stuff like the that. The name rings a bell, but I don't know if I can quite put um, Carla Gugina. Uh, you know, of like um, <laughs> the first one that popped in my head there was Night at the Museum. She's also in Sin City. She's in. Um, the, have you seen like Haunted on Hill House? And all yeah. Those ones? She's the one that appears in. Prince oh, Prince. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And what's the one I'm thinking of where she is? There's a horror one, she the Stephen King one when she's stuck to the bed. Gerald's game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's kind that. of I can see how she looks. The other one was Christina Ritchie, who I could see. Yeah. As I a Velma. I can see yeah, Christina see Ritchie totally as a Velma. So she would have worked. Um yeah. So those are some of the actresses who were uh, possibly up for those two roles. So yeah, I think that was um yeah, I think that's all I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did learn we did learn some things before that, um, and I just there was just one there. There seems to be a thing about several of these characters in this film that are apparently meant to be gay, but it's unconfirmed if they were. So on one that I read, it said that Velma was actually intended to be a gay character. Okay, I can which, see that. which I can see that there's no but but then there she, is a scene with the guy. Yeah. So that again, that doesn't like but apparently she was written to be gay, but they kind of tweaked it. Yeah. Uh, which some said was more Warner Brothers, but then we also just read something about that. Fred was Fred intended was to be gay, who in some ways, if you're going for a very kind of, you know, a kind of a bit fancy, stereotypical, and like just because he dresses a certain way, he must be gay, kind yeah. of thing, then um, okay. But, but it says that again, he, him and Velma are pretty much implied that there was something there, but like, do we ever see them kissing him? Him and, him and um, Daphne, Daphne not yeah, Velma, they kiss sorry. at the end of the film. Do they? Yeah. I literally can't remember that. Because she kisses, um, they kiss. And then I think Velma and I think his name's Brad in it, but the guy who's like wearing a Led Zeppelin t-shirt yeah, and has like a goatee. Around. Yeah. Yeah, I think they kiss. And then um Shaggy, Mary Jane, and Scooby-Doo all have a big cuddle. Um, although <laughs> I literally I said to Anne, and this was a conversation I wanted us to have on the podcast, was I reckon Shaggy goes raw. I don't think Shaggy uses condoms. <laughs> he goes natural. Yeah, he goes He's all natural, natural yeah. skin on skin. I don't. I yeah. don't think if it wasn't for those clothes, he would just walk around, just naked, walk around naked. naked. Yeah, obviously he goes all natural. I mean, here's the bigger one: Shaggy, Scooby, and Mary Jane. Is that like an no, no? It's just, I don't, I don't, well, first, I think I think three people <laughs> isn't take it there. Yeah, three people isn't enough for an orgy. <laughs> it's not. I mean, should yeah. be a threesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess Fritzen, there you go. <laughs> kind of, and then that brings up another question of would Scooby Doo wear condoms? And then another question can dogs wear condoms? <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> Two questions is it, you know, is it, um, I guess, is it practical and is it ethical? <laughs> I don't know if we'll be answering those today on this uh, TED no, talk. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll save that for our uh, Can Dogs Wear Condoms episode. Uh, yeah. That is coming soon. <laughs> Where we take yeah. Cujo. Yeah. Can we do? 
and uh, Lassie, Lassie, and we decide which one. Was Lassie a girl? I don't know. I don't know if Cujo was a boy or a girl, too, but um, yeah. I assume it's a boy, but <laughs> boys are always the killers. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Back to the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we made it to the start of the start of the film. Then, well, that's um, it. It's a quick film because they break up. It's that they break they up. They meet at the airport again. We've got the whole. We, we I like. Them. I like the whole bit with them in the van though, where they like we were talking about the vertigo yeah. and stuff. But I do like that whole like, uh, like that proper implication. Like again, they never say it, but there are so many hints mm. to like the weed and the, the stoner kind of stuff. Because they're like, this is a kids' film. You, you can't say he's smoking weed, but it's like, yeah. But look, there's like the the, the smoke come out of the car. It's like yeah. they're making burgers, but it's like, yeah. I love the implication, man. It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. As we said, Mary Jane. It's just like him saying it's his favorite. I love Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, but then obviously we get the absolutely class bit. Where and this will, I don't know why it will always make me crease, but it is when they're at the airport and they're like, Well, how are we going? They don't let dogs on planes. And then, uh, like, Scooby comes in, obviously, he's wearing the dress and the sun hat, and everyone's looking at him and they're like, Well, that's a dog. And then they're like, Nobody's going to fall for this. And then Fred's like, Who's the ugly woman? <laughs> it's just like, it's, it, it's just such like a simple setup joke yeah that just hits all the time <laughs> you know for many people they probably say no it doesn't it's a terrible joke but i think it's perfect it's just i, don't I know think why. i i love that whole sequence i love the whole like you need to look after it. i love the fact that they've got like the jump isn't that hasn't that gotten a bit when Shaggy has a giant sandwich and Scooby like <laughs> yeah Scooby while, while he's like complete, while he's staring at Mary Jane yeah. you see him like, like sucking the air up to get in the sandwich and that again that's just classic and, Scooby Doo yeah and then she's like allergic to dogs yeah so she's like oh you're gonna go see your I think Grandma's gonna yeah, go see your friend Thelma and then and then Scooby goes and sits next to Thelma and there's a cat and yeah. starts barking <laughs> and it's just I do like calm down and then you get Fred, the yeah. guy I mentioned about the flick of on the nose. Oh, yeah. It's such a perfect sequence. It's like you simply have to, like Fred being his own kind of being, uh, arrogant. being his yeah. arrogant self. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. And just like, this is all you need to do. Flicks him. And I just love the fact that it just busts him. Like it swings on him. Scooby-Doo swings him. Yeah, so that sequence is great. And then obviously we're left with uh, Scooby chasing the cat on the plane yeah. and they're all going crazy. But um, yeah, it's just so fun, the sequence that brings all of them together. And again, you've got this kind of bit with the Mary Jane bit again, where Shaggy again, I still go back to that, is that heart of the film because he's like, you've got this little romantic. Which yeah, he's trying his to one, his The feeling we see with him works better than any of the other relationships, in the, including yeah. Fred and Daphne, because there's not really a lot of no, fun up there. They just kiss. We just yeah. assume, yeah. And the Velma ones, yeah, basically non existent. She might, have, yeah. you know, <laughs> I feel like that was, ta- I feel like they added a guy into two scenes just to be like, no, you, you can't be no, a lesbian. She's not a lesbian. You're not allowed. Yeah. Warner Brothers is like, no. Why, why <laughs> just, they like... walked into, yeah, they walked onto the set one day and sit there next to her. Yeah. <laughs> While she's talking about something, ask her a question. Yeah. And then, like, the director's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. What's this? <laughs> they just snuck him into the film just so they can write that, that subplot out. By the way, um, the director of this, Raja Gosnell. Yeah. So I looked, <laughs> I looked him up for, I think, the first time ever today. I throughout my whole life have thought Raza Grosnell. <laughs> I, I, know, I know that this is probably completely wrong. 
I thought the guy was Indian. I thought I'd seen a picture of the guy before. Yeah. I thought the guy who was the uh, who's in the set. There's a guy in the second one who like is like the henchman to like Alicia Silverstone's like bad guy kind of. Yeah. Thing. And um, he he's like it's and I thought it was the director making a cameo. In okay. The I don't know why. I always thought he was like M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Like, so I'd thought, and Raja Gosnell, I'd always thought. So I just saw a picture of it. And the main reason I was looking him up anyway is because, I mean, he's not exactly got an amazing track record of films. Yeah. <laughs> like he is one of these that makes a lot of these kind of films. Um, his first film, in fact, he used to be, he was like the um, producer on the Home Alone films, the first okay. film. So, you know, that was a, he was part of like the, he was like an editor on that, yeah. on that film. So for the first two, so that's not bad at all. That's good. You know, he gets, but he also, and then he directed Home Alone 3, okay. which is a complete, I actually really like that. I don't remember. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad one at all. It's not actually that bad. And like any of the ones that follow are terrible, but, um, and then he did like, I've never been kissed which is like a Drew Barrymore rom-com. Yeah, I've heard of it. And then he made these. And then apart from that, he just started making like, I don't know if I remember, I think he made like the Smurfs and stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he started making like, continued to make terrible kind of, tried to replicate his glory that was. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah how uh, bad the uh, original. <laughs> uh, you could make the glory of Scooby-Doo ever again. But yeah, that was just my random tangent on the fact that the director <laughs> is not who I thought he was. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. it. Like I was saying about how it being a short film. So like, once they land on the, the island, we meet Rowan Atkinson and he's like, you know, um, he, he said, oh, you know, people are like calming down. They're like chilling out. Um, and then Velma goes and watches like a ritualistic performance, doesn't she? Um, and then they all kind of split up because they're all like, oh, we want yeah. to do this on our own. But then we start seeing all the, the weird stuff with the kids and stuff where they're, yeah. like, they're stood like Perfect. motionless. Yeah. And if they aren't, they're making weird like <laughs> as if like 2000s kid or starting like a, whoa, what up, man? What yeah. this? <laughs> What's the happy half of this all going on? Kind of thing. They're all in this kind of weird like made up kind of yeah. as if you faked what being a a young adult is or something right. like that. Yeah. And but then like we 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 instantly kind of see one of the monsters because as as they get there, Scooby gets a phone call, which is another classic joke. Is there a Mr. This, Dude here? this is like your this, this is like your all time favourite. This joke. made me howl because I, I obviously when I watched it when you were here it was the first time I'd watched it since the cinema. Yeah. So I completely forgot about this. And then, you know, we go, you know, they get a phone call. He's, you know, is there a is there a Mr. Do here? And then there's somebody going, yeah. Melvin Do? And he has no Scooby. And it's just it just hit me out of nowhere, you know. And the joke comes back later. The joke as well. comes back later. <laughs> um, and then he obviously is like, ah, oh, you know, come out into the, the lonely woods if you, you know. And you want to get, uh, there'll be some hamburgers for you. And it's like, and the, you hear this music cue play up and it's really creepy. And like, you know, it's weird. And then he just goes, <laughs> just like sneaks out on his own, you know? And that's like, I love how they, they almost, this, this version of Scooby-Doo kind of makes me think that like, if, if you'd have put like, if dogs had the, had more evolved brains. Yeah, this is how they would actually be. You <laughs> know, be. like kind of stupid, <laughs> amazing. Just you know? food, just food orientated with that added edge of like 
they'll they'll literally believe anything you say. Yeah. With a little bit of like, I'm not taking any of your shit, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's just so good when, you know. Um, and we have, you know, and then he gets chased by the kind of, I don't even know what they are, like these. Yeah, these, monsters. yeah, these, yeah, I don't know, they're kind of summoned, aren't they? Almost like, yeah. Um, kind of demon de kind of creatures. Yeah, they're, they're the ones we mentioned that just got like their their CGI at times is not great. They're, no, the, they're the one part that probably doesn't look amazing in terms of CGI. There's, there's a little bit towards the end as well that doesn't look perfect. But yeah, they definitely at times don't look amazing. And we start getting all of these kind of interlocking parts of the story where we've got Daphne who's trying to do it by herself and she starts to go down to like the voodoo guy down yeah. thing with his like chicken. That was <laughs> and um, then we pretty much it all leads towards them ending up inside the castle, doesn't it? Yeah. And where we start having a classic Scooby-Doo kind of like, we've got like the, we've got them hiding inside of suits of armor. We've got yeah. Shaggy farting so much. He Class. causes explosions. <laughs> You've got to kind of them chasing through. You've got like the, 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 the uh, axes coming down and like slicing through yeah. the air. And um, they get, they get to see like the plot of the fact that they are literally teaching them to act in that weird way with the kids. Yeah. And slowly they all kind of come together. You've got, and you just got the classic stuff like Scooby, like crawling, like hiding, and then crawling in like a box to kind yeah. of escape. You've got the little, the little, the little toes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sure. Chasing through. I'm sure Fred at this point says, "Let's let up and search for clues." Yeah, you know, I'm sure he's there saying that. But yeah, it's kind of like I think we even get a bit where they run through one part of the castle and the repeats. Yeah, where you get a repeating kind of effect, kind of. Um, and this is also what the yeah, it is pretty good. You're right because uh, this is per, uh, is this when Scooby gets taken? No, this no, is, he, he this is where they find the, the there, art, yeah, but... they find the artifact. Um, oh, yeah, this is the happy like we're back together. Yeah, which again, like yes, you're right. It's quite quick like the like apart together, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like it in the film. I don't think. I don't think that feels like from broken up to getting back together. I think we've had enough time of them like oh we're fighting with each other to be like happy yeah. that the gang's all back together with the demon demon writers demon writers demon writers yeah. yeah. But then it kind of like I said like it it. it this or this point is like 40 minutes in the film and then it seems like the next 40 minutes happens really quickly because you know the you know the the island the demons then kind of burst in and we have this scene where like you know they're at a um is that the whole hotel kind it's of at the hotel and it's like everyone's yeah. you know you're a suspect you're a suspect yeah that's when we had velma working on the the demon rights at the, at the yeah work out what it is with whatever we'll just go with brad i don't care what his name was yeah we'll, we'll, we'll stick with brad as you called him before like talking to her at the bar and yeah we get uh and then we get the like of fred like there is no such thing as monsters and bang in yeah. they all come speed around and yeah I, I mean i can't say that these monsters are scary no. I, I don't remember being scared of them when i look at but yeah i'm a different case i guess yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we watched sci- i was science <laughs> of the lands five years old i don't think i was going to be scared by um by these creatures by green and white i'm creatures. sure some people might have been a little bit creeped out by them some kids probably of a younger age yeah. than 10 I guess 10 is still like, um, okay, a 10 spot on, I guess, but we're still, maybe we're, we're getting a bit old for the PGH. Probably. <laughs> we were starting to get towards the older one. So yeah, for like a, yeah, for like a five, six year old, those monsters could be creepy, but yeah, you've got all of this. You've got the classic, like hiding inside of like giant vases. Yeah. So like what other ones are like, oh, we're, we're not in there actually. We're in the baskets to the side of it. Kind yeah. Of thing. And, 
um, chasing through the hotel. You've got the like shaggy, like uh, is it Shaggy and Scooby on the moving around on the what is it like the 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 bag like the bag carrier or whatever? Yeah, it was, they're dragging it through the holes and driving around. Yeah, so they're all getting like split up, and yeah, that's when it all kind of goes from from the the craziness that happened to the next day. Yeah. Um, well, I think because people get kidnapped, don't they? And their souls start getting taken. Yes. Um, Again, Scooby doesn't get taken just yet, does he? he I don't think he gets taken just yet. Yeah. No, but Fred does. <laughs> yeah. Fred and uh, is it Belma? I think it's Belma Daphne. and Daphne. I think I, no, I think it's Fred Velma, and then Daphne gets possessed later. I can't remember because it's all it all happens really quickly. It is, it, yeah. That, that little is that little bit that's uh, melding in my head. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Daphne. So Daphne's possessed. Does because a, a lot. Of, well, to be fair, I know that. Like, so they've got this whole thing with. No, actually, I feel like Velma's not possessed, is she? Because she's the one slightly helping them, isn't she? No, because she is possessed. Oh yeah, she them. is. Yeah, no, because yeah, it is put down to Shaggy and Scooby to try and do so. Yeah. To try and, that's when we get the whole Damon writes the proto- protoplasm. When yeah. they end up back, you get the whole scene with before that with Fred at the the beach where you got Sugar Ray singing his song, and you got you got Fred like the yo yo yo. Well, yeah, he goes, "What's up, dog?" and dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have this absolute fucking class scene where they get chased into the um, uh, they get chased into like a like a sh- uh, shack or a shed, you know. And oh then yeah. The, and they're smashing through, and the, and the band were saying about the frosted tits using yeah. the guitars to get through. And then we hear that's Scooby's fucking coming out in slow oh, motion. Quad, on bike. quad bike. Yeah. Absolute fucking king. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's just like, oh, yeah. We, yeah. Get, we get the whole. She, the, he sees that. Mary Jane's Mary face Jane's, gets smacked, and she yeah. gets the whole, like, you can see the demon underneath. <laughs> Which again is a weird idea that they're almost that they're wearing the skin. Like it's like you'd be huge. Yeah. So like you wouldn't look like Mary Jane at all. And um, then Scooby and Shaggy start squaring up. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that is so good as well. You eat you, cat you, food. you eat cat food. Your mummy's cat food. That is just so these good. are all things that shouldn't be so entertaining, but they just are. they just yeah. just the way the characters work in this film. I just think it's just like joy. <laughs> it's yeah. like pure joy, the way that you like follow the characters. Yeah, I know. Like there are lots of choices that I'm sure some people hate. And there are lots of things that some people are like, oh, no, that's cringy. It's like, to me, it's not. It's yeah. like, this is just great. I, I could literally, I could probably watch this film and then just watch it a couple of times. Before. Yeah. I mean, I want to watch, uh, I want to watch the second one. Yeah. You yeah know, Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, just for my own one. enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know some people don't like, like that one as much, but I remember. I always remember enjoying it. Yeah. I think I actually remember preferring, I think the mystery I thought was actually better in the second well, one. I remember the bad guys being better. because Yeah, was, the revealing was... stuff, I definitely yeah. remember. Because they use all of the classic villains, Yeah, but they come up with another way to make it more supernatural by yeah. bringing them to life, which, again, I didn't mind it because it was the classic villains and you're not going to yeah. unveil the mask of like 20 guys no. like, <laughs> going together to get all of these... And they, they do also include all of the classic villains who are under the mask in like a group in the second yeah. one, which is a cool kind of thing. Whereas, again, this one, the, like, although I like the thing, I would say the only figure I could probably make as a criticism for me is that whole, the monsters, but also the mystery itself is not, I don't know, it's kind of like, a, it's more like a, well, it's more like demons taking over than it's yeah. actually a full-on mystery in the end. It kind of is just kind of goes from an action scene to next. And then here we've got like the, the mystery turns out to be 
well, there, there is obviously a twist, but it's still like, I don't know, there's so where the mystery kind of teeters out a bit. Like it wasn't so much a mystery as it was just a whole island being consumed by, yeah. a, by a demon kind of thing. Um, but no, I, I love the whole, I love uh, Shaggy and Scooby kind of facing off against each yeah. other. Like, and him trying to say that, you know, Mary Jane's a man, a man in a mask or yeah. something like that. You know, that whole uh, fight scene. Um, I can't, I, the, the, I'm still trying to remember, like, I'm going to go back to the protoplasm scene where they all change forms and stuff like that, because is that... That's, Scooby's gone by then. Yeah, that's so what it's, Scooby it's goes gone. down. And he goes down into the... He get, yeah, he gets taken down in that, like, hole when, he's yeah. about, when Shaggy's After about to punch with, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, again, and I don't know why, it's just like... I think I think part of why it's so good is because it, it almost feels and looks like it's the cartoon just brought to life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, the way in which Matthew does, Lillard squares up to Scooby is just so good, and you know, it does so what fun. a lot of these other kind of animated ones like that fail to do. Yeah, but like a lot of the other ones fail to make it actually feel like the character brought to life. Kind of yeah. Thing. It, it like either the actors didn't seem right or, or the animation felt off or yeah. the story was just so poor and, and yeah and I think whilst you said like you know it does move away from it being a kind of a solidly mystery to a supernatural kind of thing and it it still has the essence of Scooby-Doo because yeah. it, it has the characters so faithfully kind of done yeah um, and if and at the same time it finds a way to bring that to life whereas there is the good chance if we'd got what we kind of wanted and had just had a man in a mask it could have ended up seeming a bit like oh how did any of that happen yeah how did you get into any of that stuff like it gives a reason for all of this to get a bit crazy and a I guess bit you weird have, and a yeah. bit, you know i guess you have to kind of raise the stakes especially after the opening yeah exactly you, know, you have to kind of have something like that um, but yeah, and so I, I like the whole like all the actors doing the, the cross when they have to do after Scooby and that gone, and all the actors swap, swapping bodies and yeah, doing performances awesome. of their different parts, like like Shaggy when he gets inside of Daphne is like, yeah. You haven't eaten anything, and like, what do you never eat? Yeah, like kind of in that kind of body, and you, you've got a little switching over, yeah, you've got. And again, Shaggy looking at like Velma's like looking down <laughs> the top, like basically implying that like because Velma's the one that looks like she's got big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, mm, look at that. It's crass. And, yeah. But then I love the scene where um where Rowan Atkinson, you know, brings uh because Rowan Atkinson uh Emil Mondavarius is revealed <laughs> to be the villain, we think. Um he brings in, you know, Scooby. And then Scooby sat there and he's like, could I offer you a Scooby snack? And it's like he's offered him Cuban cigars. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, whoa. Like, that, that's such a bad impression. Yeah. Oh, he, just one. Just one. Just and one. he eats the whole box. <laughs> and then he's like, Scooby, I'd like you to be a sacrifice. And Scooby's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's just the way in which he's he played so stupidly. Yeah, I love he it. He plays about so, yeah. And it's like right up until his death. <laughs> he like doesn't realize that he's gonna be killed. He's like yeah. loving him. He's loving <laughs> life. He's getting fed. He's got yeah. Him. It's just so they funny. even put like women around him. Yeah. Like there you go. Back to, love. back to the dog condom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Racrifice. Racrifice. Yeah. Racrifice. Don't, don't get don't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just like I don't know. It, it goes quite quick, doesn't it? Um, yeah, to be honest. So they 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 solve obviously the mystery with the you know um, Velma's tr- 
works out certain parts, you know, about how they've used like uh, projection and stuff like that, assuming that it's not mm. basically right up until the end. They start, it's almost just before that they actually believe that it's actually supernatural. Yeah. They still think it's a man that you even get the scene of Fred like literally trying to pull one of its face up and going, Oh, yeah, crap, you're not, you're actually not. But they, they don't quite believe it until they get all of those little facts brought together and realize, and then you've got the whole planning kind of scene when they're like, Yeah. It's actually, and we know who the bad guy is. It's the guy who brought us here, kind mm. of thing. Um, and they realize, obviously, from an early scene when it's sunlight that the demons are the same. So we start to get all these bits with like Daphne's in charge of basically opening the sunlight. Uh, Fred, uh, Fred and Welma. 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 Welma comes in. Fred and Welma. Uh, are in charge of the uh, the skull light to reflect to get rid of all of the demons. Yeah. While we've got all of the stuff in, like Shaggy sneaking in to try and get Scooby, and you get that whole like scene when they're dancing along. And so is that that henchman that he beats up? Yeah, that is Andrew Bowenyansky, I think it's pronounced. Who, who goes on to become Leatherface? The in, out, no, in. back, yeah, that front, back, smashes him in the face. Yeah, that is uh, yeah, the you can knock someone out and not even feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Bang, bang. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, who goes on to play the other face. <laughs> it's a good scene. I like, yeah. I, I like it. It's the. Um... It was, I find that the, the song they're doing is real catchy, you know. Yeah, I can't even remember. I can remember like the, the, the beat to it, but so, I can't yeah, even remember a, what it is. No, I don't think there are any mm. proper lyrics. <laughs> I don't even find it on Spotify. Um, but it's just like a real catchy. It is. Beat. Yeah, I mean, Fred loves it when he gets caught out. He yeah. just can't stop dancing. No, <laughs> he's like fucking breaking his the electric slide. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the whole Shaggy um, going up to Scooby because we get the whole, <laughs> I'm a regular person. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Shaggy's like, that's not a good thing, yeah. Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> you still but then you, again you get that nice little emotional beat with Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> friends don't quit. Yeah, friends don't quit. And you get the, the tears in Scooby's yeah. eyes just brings a tear to any man's eye. It, well, you know, it's a hard <laughs> scene to watch. <laughs> um, and then also you get you get the the major shift from like the cartoons with Velma, where you really get to see what she's been talking about. She talked about that she's like actually she doesn't get caught anymore, but we've actually already seen her get caught again and again and again. Yeah. Because we had the whole, um, oh yeah, when we skipped over the plasma scene, we had the whole Shaggy going in to find them, you know, when you have yeah. the floating heads and you've got the characters talking. So you've got like <laughs> Daphne saying, no, I'll get out myself. I'll use my tongue as an oar. Yeah. Like and like Fred's like, <laughs> Fred thinks he's tweaking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I forget tweaking. that so much. Like, like, I, um, I did, I remember being a kid and not getting that at no, all. And then him being like, rewatched it. Must like, be someone in my drink. Uh, <laughs> someone spiked my drink, man. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> he, he says so. He says like a comment. He says, you gotta, you gotta bring me down. You, you gotta bring, bring me down, down, man. Bring me bring down. down. <laughs> So fucking good. And it's funny because he's doing it to Shaggy where you're almost like him and Shaggy have definitely got together. Yeah. This is how he knows this. They've done E together. And it's a kid's moment where you're joking about getting spiked. Yeah. Kind of thing that someone spiked my But dog. yeah, it went over my head as well. Yeah. And then he just pops him off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And then obviously, um, <laughs> I, I love that. So I completely forgot about that bit and jumping back so over funny. to the end. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, then Mondavarius uses. Oh, no, the... I was talking about the Daphne, the fight on the roof. You get that full on. But like, it's happening scene. at the same time. It, as... Yeah, it does kind of. We get Mondavarius who starts to do the sacrifice thing where yeah. we realize it's 
He's going to take his soul. He needs the soul of, well, basically... He needs virgin. the soul of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> a dog, a pure and clean. Implied, like, also a virgin dog. But I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> they, they, they need the soul of a purebred virgin dog. And all dog. of those other souls of protoplasm that are hiding away that they've stolen from the island to do something that is unclear. <laughs> like, he needs to take all of the souls into his body to, to become... Stronger, yeah, to become, like, immortal, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, while they're doing this, we need the fight. The the, the fight begins yeah. to happen on the roof where she's against the Mexican, like, wrestler kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we get to see her completely change from that kind of, I'm, you know, who I'm the... Who's the... Um, oh, what's the line she says? Who's the... Who's the boss? Who's the damsel in distress? Now? Yeah, yeah. Who's the damsel? In distress? And that's what she is in the car. And early in the film, she still kind of ends up getting caught like the damsel in distress. Yeah. But right now, she gets to be the fully. This is when she becomes the Buffy. Well, she mentions throughout the film that you know she's not going to be caught and that she's learned karate yeah. and stuff like that. And the whole time, and it still like happens, that. which yeah. is funny. And then it gets played up in this nice scene. And then yeah, she kicks his ass right onto the bars. And it's like, who's the damsel in distress now? <laughs> we yeah. get that high squeaky. <laughs> then he falls through. So, and just um, before that. Just as you've got the arm going to fully, he's like starting to take in all the protein. Yeah. Well, just before that, yeah. um, we have, when they bring in Scooby-Doo over as the sacrifice, they say, you know, we're going to sacrifice the pure soul of Scooby-Doo. And then he says, Scooby-Doo? Don't you mean Melvin-Doo? Oh, yeah. And he points at Melvin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, it's like a boomerang. You throw it, it's so <laughs> glass, and then you forget, and it comes back to you. you, know? <laughs> you yeah, so perfect. So per- I, I remember watching you, because I was down here by that point, I remember watching you watch that scene, and you just literally, like, crying. <laughs> yeah. It hit you so hard. Um, yeah, no, it's... It, it's so good. We've got all of that. And then we come to, so we've said about the monsters being one of the things, the supernatural side of it took me a while to like it. I, I like it now. I've accepted that. Yes, the yeah, monsters look a bit thing. Um, it works to bring the action together kind of thing. The other one, which is a major sore point for a lot of people that why people don't like these films is the reveal of who Mondavarius really is. So after he gets knocked down, they realise it is a man in a mask in a robotic in a robotic suit. They can see it, and who's underneath? But Scrappy Doo. Yeah. Um, Honestly, this- man, if, if I've said this once, I've said it a thousand times. Scrappy Doo needs to be put in front of a firing squad. <laughs> I hate that dog. I was say if you had Scrappy Doo in front of you, you just <laughs> you take him to the vet to be like. He needs to sleep now. He needs to sleep now. No, I'm going to take you to the vets. <laughs> You're batting the yard. Yeah. Go, let's go. Batting the yard. It would be it would be glorious bastards. <laughs> I um, I mean, I can't say in the in the cartoon. I hate him. I hate him in the cartoon. <laughs> so bad. He, he's a, he's a right asshole, and I do like in a way the fact that James Gunn takes because there is a hate in general, for Scrappy-Doo anyway. Yeah, it's an and I like the fact he plays it. But then a lot of people didn't like the fact that this time he's actually the villain, like he's been taking it a step too far. I don't think that's a bad thing. He just played up to the fact that some people don't like Scrappy-Doo and it turned him into the full-on villain. Because even in the scene we see with him earlier when he's younger and he yeah. wheezes on Daphne and things yeah. like that in the van and gets kicked out on the road, you see that he's a completely self-centered kind of, and everyone always assumes that he's a child in the cartoon when he's he, he is meant to be the puppy, same. He is like they do. He does say puppy power, but obviously in the film though they also make excuse for that by saying, 
that he's just got a glandular problem. Yeah, that's like, oh yeah, true, yeah, yeah, and he's not even a puppy, but he'd still do the puppy power. <laughs> what absolute fiend for crap, <laughs> scrappy do. I was about to say crap. Well, there's like there's loads of different dudes in the cartoon. Though. Yeah, but they're like, like his fam- and... Yeah, but they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they keep their distance, you know. <laughs> but scrappy dude's like the annoying little uh, uh, like cousin or uncle yeah. or whatever, like that just. Always gets in the way. I'd recast it. The end happens like it does, except I come in with a magnum. And <laughs> as it's lying on the floor, I say, Tell me, punk. <laughs> Did I shoot five shots or six? <laughs> and then he's like, and then he says something. I just blast, I say, I didn't shoot any. I blast six <laughs> shells. <laughs> Bullets into his I think head. To stay in theme with the uh, the film and the horror aspects of it, I just have those demons suddenly turn on him and start to tear him apart. Yeah, just skin him alive. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. eat him into it. Those yeah. demons suddenly turn around and realize that <laughs> they want all of the souls for themselves and just start tearing them out. Yeah, that and class. that's the end of Scrappy Doo. We're turning it into much darker horror. Um, but yeah, the Scrappy Scrappy Doo is a is a, I don't know for some people. Some people don't mind it. Some people, there's a sore point. I think it's the only part of the film I definitely see that people are like, mm, that's the only part I would have changed. Yeah. The bit when he turns into big, you know, we do get that. I do, do don't mind. Like when he's big and you get the whole Scooby-Doo, where are you kind of thing? Yeah. And they chase them around. But I don't know. It feels like even though it's a short film, by this point, the giant Scrappy kind of seems like a big budget kind of part of the film that kind of feels like it's like a hat on a hat it's like you've already done you've done it you've done it well you don't need to include this giant monster that's yeah. chasing them around and batting everyone and technically killing half the people because he literally flings people across <laughs> yeah. the cave like crazy like literally like how many of them have got a broken neck yeah they're literally like dead. bang against the wall like apparently they get all of their protoplasm back and they're okay yeah um but I, I, I do like the bit when he rips out, you know, you've been a bad puppy. Yeah. He rips out the chest out of him and you just see all the protoplasm like pouring out. Of him yeah, he's tiny. Um, but again, it, it's definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a point for some people. It's a bit like, point of contention. Uh, they don't quite stick the landing. Yeah. Kind of the one thing that I do love is that when, at the end of the film, when, you know, when they're like arresting him they put him in a little puppet a little dog carrier oh, yeah. it's like a prison cell i love that you know <laughs> and then they all get back together it's all happy you we know? get Monteverius who is actually in the little cage uh, yeah the thing you hear like a knocking and there's ron atkinson fully like bearded up kind yeah. of thing but yeah no like yeah then we just get the the happy friendly everyone yeah thing. i do i love i love the the credit scene well the first i mean a lot of people talk about the MCU was creating, you know, the mid credit scene. Yeah. This is, this is many a year before. <laughs> here's, the, here's the Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shaggy and Scooby with their all-you-can-eat buffet that they were they were told they would get at the very beginning. But yeah. we get the pot pepper scene. Yeah. Like, them peppers are hot. Them peppers are hot. It's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. And I love that Scooby just necks them. Just necks yeah. the whole thing. And again, it's back to that classic Scooby and the whole... Slamming his face onto a pan and yeah, like just literally you get his face kind of on it. Like. I love that the chilies like so. Shaggy eats one and then Scooby eats the whole pot and then it gets so hot from that he tries he tries to maim himself <laughs> like a like a tray. Imagine if he he just like split the tray in half and just slit his throat in there and just <laughs> killed himself at the end. And everyone's like, oh my god, Scooby, <laughs> it's just too hot for him. Now. um it's yeah, it's it's such a 
I mean, we, we, we've just gone through, we've told you lots of alternative things and things that have happened. It, it, it's, it's such an enjoyable film in terms of describing what happens is not as good as if you haven't seen this film in a long time, just go watch it. You'll, you'll have fun. There's no way you won't have fun. But one thing is that's in contention, obviously, is everybody, like, there is a huge, like, figure online of people who want to see that first film. Oh, Even yeah. with the cast now, like, Older cast, they've got fine with an older version of like Scooby Doo. I could completely legacy imagine cast. do like a legacy, like a final third part of legacy. Yeah, people literally hound James Gunn on Twitter all the time, like make Scooby Doo free, <laughs> do it, <That'd> be awesome. <laughs> do it now, do it. <laughs> like, literally just screaming at him, like, um, I don't know. Have you seen the film Eurovision? No, <laughs> no, no it has a character, and it has a character that tells them to sing the same song all the time, sing the yeah, yeah, ding dong, sing it. Like basically, that's what they're like with James Gunn. They're just telling him do it. We don't, we don't care about Suicide Squad. We don't care about any other film you've made. Just write and direct Scooby Doo for it. Yeah, he should. Because he's got the power now. You've got enough power at Warner Brothers who made Scooby Doo to go. You know what? Actually, let's make Scooby Doo free with the original cast. Let's give it a go, kind of thing. I know the that old Scooby. They never made Scooby Doo free purely because the box office for the second one was not high enough. So yeah, it didn't make enough. Like it didn't make enough profit, kind of thing. It it kind of back broke even, but it didn't make any extra moolah. So Warner Brothers were like, right, we're not going to do any more. Give him a three hundred million dollar budget. <laughs> <laughs> make the ultimate <laughs> film. The ultimate D film. Yeah. <laughs> four hours long and yeah i still want scooby-doo to look exactly the same yeah i don't want them to try and like oh we can make him look ultra realistic now no i want that scooby-doo. yeah i want exactly the i same. want exactly that i want matthew lillard as an aging shaggy yeah to see what that looks like his brain's so adult by like, <laughs> smoking and dropping acid yeah. <laughs> <He's fucked. laughs> i would and there, there's actually a huge crowd of people not only do they want but because of the audience, obviously, although I'm sure younger kids definitely would still enjoy this film. There's an older audience who grew up on this film who now want James Gunn to make it, but he wants them to make it older, make it like the same kind of stupid juvenile humour, but introduce like darker <laughs> elements to make it like a, a darker Scooby-Doo with, like not darker and feebly, but like as if they actually are dealing with actual death this time. Class. Except it's the same moronic humour mixed in. Because <laughs> yeah. kind of they said like what he did with like Suicide Squad, Squad kind of was like, it kind of was moronic humour yeah. mixed with violent deaths. And they were like, yeah, do that. But, but with Scooby Doo, <laughs> have Shaq in that like reacting and shoot and like imagine Scooby just being completely like moronic about like blood and guts or things like that, and then ripping someone's throat out on instinct. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we even we even saw before that the um, so uh, the original plot for Scooby Doo Free, yes, which was the idea that they were going to Scotland, <laughs> but it. It was the idea that they go to Scotland to, and this is from James Gunn himself, that they go to Scotland uh, to investigate a series of crimes that have happened there based on monsters that they've seen popping up. And the idea would actually turn out to be the monsters aren't the villains, but are actually uh, actually like sympathetic characters who have been tormented by Shaggy and Scooby for years. And it's Sha- like that Shaggy and Mr. Inc., like the idea that they are, I assume what they mean is the monsters, like they're monsters when they're actually just trying to live their lives. Yeah. And it's Shaggy and Scooby who have to face up to their own, like, 
prejudices and like he literally said James Gunn so like yes really it was going to be a film about like basically mystery owning up to their prejudices about the idea that they see everyone as a monster kind of thing <laughs> and it's like <laughs> all like it goes like you just imagine like what are the prejudices like yeah. what kind of things are Shaggy and Scooby did I say it to me I just imagine it ending almost like um, Metal Gear Solid 4 where like the, he's in a graveyard and like Shaggy's got like a gun in his mouth. <laughs> at the end. What have I done? He just pulls the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like proper like dark. Yeah, Shaggy and Scooby on racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so that's some of the, uh, the the crazy spooky fun. Now, obviously, as we said, it, it, it's spooky <laughs> and it's got some nice, de- it's got things about demons and stuff. So it's definitely fallen within the family-friendly horror yeah, movie. definitely. Um, for us personally, obviously, it's not scary, but it is scarily hilarious. You, yeah, you were scared. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess it's it's good to kind of look back on these films after kind of 20 years, like, you know, like I said, you know, we were we would have been about 10 when we watched this, so kind of watching it when you're older and, you know, just enjoying it again. And it is quite good to see kind of how films wore back in the early 2000s really you know yeah when things felt so long ago some people are listening to this go like what the fuck 2000 (laughs) yeah but yeah no it's nostalgic trip but it's also nice because revisit i get the nostalgia to revisit a lot of these films and i do find that some of them just do not live no but this one absolutely does (laughs) yeah this lives up to the hype (laughs) go and watch this film again and just watch it on a loop for like the hours rest of your until life. you go out of your mind. Like, like, like uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Tape your eyes open, <laughs> strap yourself in and just keep watching it on a loop <laughs> until you believe that you are Melvin Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, as always, we, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the episode and a, a little trip down uh, memory lane with Mr. Inc. Um, as always, uh, you know, hit the subscribe button and leave us a lovely review so it helps the show grow. And come and let us know your thoughts on uh, Scooby-Doo from 2002. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at CMDH Podcast. And we will see you next week for another Scooby... No, it's not even about Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of what words Scooby-Doo would say. For, for another episode. For another episode. <laughs> <laughs>